Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Shravan. We've got Tyron here with us. Hey, everyone. So we're talking about the Batman, one of the most anticipated episodes of the year, and we really couldn't do it without a guest. And we've got Rev joining us for the first time on the podcast. So he's a fellow film enthusiast, and I, I can say nerd, just like <laughs> us. Uh, we've only recently met him, but I guess we've made a very quick connection uh, because he's really into everything comic books just like us. So, welcome. Welcome, Rev. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. And it's a, it's rare that we have a guest on that's actually done more research into the movie than at least I have. I think we've had instances where people have done more research than, than Tarun, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think everyone on the podcast has more research than me. <laughs> uh, so, he, he's actually watched it twice, two days in a row. We've only watched we've only watched it once. It is a three hour movie, so yeah. it, it's a bit of a time investment, but thanks for watching it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was um it was definitely two uh, two lots of three hour movies for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in, interesting. Glad to be here. Uh it's a really meaty movie, I think, yes. to be able to discuss on a forum like this. Mm. Um and it's really great because I was about to tell you guys earlier, but like we haven't actually heard what each of us think about it until this very moment i've had a yeah. brief discussion with him about it just after the movie yep. yeah but i have no idea what how you feel about it yeah um so yeah. it'll be good to let's let's see yeah let's yeah see what our well are. we had a bit of a different opinion so i think yeah it'll be interesting to see what you think about it as well in the initial days of our podcast like we used to drive to the cinema together and uh watch the movie and then on the way back we'd just not say anything yeah right. <laughs> so like we'll talk about it on the podcast so it'd just be like a silent trip back but now nowadays we just kind of we talk about it a little yeah. bit yeah not, not in depth but we talk about it yeah uh, so the way we'll structure this episode is i'll as usual i'll do a bit of background on the movie then we'll get into the comic book origins so 
Interesting fact, since we started this podcast, which is almost four years ago, we haven't talked about Batman. I think we've talked about Justice League, but we've never actually had a movie about Batman. Just or, a Batman one. Yeah. yeah. So this is the first time we're talking about him. So we'll talk a little bit about his comic book origins and also the Riddler because he's the, the primary villain in this one. And then we'll get into our non-spoiler review, positives and negatives, and then we'll do full spoilers. And in between, we'll do some ranking stuff as well. All right, background-wise, so this is directed by Matt Reeves, who's uh, known for his Planet of the Apes movies. This is actually only his sixth movie that he's directed, but he's been in the industry for quite some time. So his first actual feature film was in 1996, and it was a movie called The Paul Bearer, starring that guy in Friends. Not Joey, the other... um, Chandler. No, the other one. Oh, David Schwimmer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ross. Ross. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of that movie before. Yeah. 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 It's not meant it's to be that. It's a deep cut. It's not meant yeah, to be it's that <laughs> good. It's, a rom- <laughs> okay. it's, it's obviously a romantic comedy movie. Um, oh, so- I'd never imagined this director doing a romantic <laughs> yeah. comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but before he did the Planet of the Apes movies, he was most well known for actually Cloverfield. Oh, he directed that. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I thought J.J. Abrams directed that. I think he produced it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He must have got Matt Reeves on board. Yeah. So, that's a bit of background on Matt Reeves. We can talk about his directing style once we get into the movie. Robert Panson, as I already mentioned and everyone already knows, he's Batman in this one. But other people in the movie- Did your wife not know that? She didn't. Well, she she basically didn't know anything about this movie. So, she (laughs) she thought it was a sequel to the Nolan- uh, uh, so she's like, "Where's where are the other characters? Where, where, they, where have they all gone?" Um, stitch up <laughs> and walk into it. Yeah, yeah. And she hasn't, uh, she hadn't seen any of the trailers or anything. So, um, yeah, she went into it Very actually, well. actually, completely blind. Yeah, yeah. So Zoe Kravitz is in it. Paul Dano is is a is a character in it. We can talk about that. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is Gordon, who I thought was very good in this. Andy Serkis is always a, a feature, seems to be a feature in Matt Reeves' films. Colin Farrell is almost unrecognisable as Penguin, and uh, we can get into that as well. Music, I just wanted to mention this because this gentleman seems to be featuring a lot of uh, different comic book movies. Michael Giacchino, he did Sp- the Spider-Man yeah. trilogy, the most recent Spider-Man trilogy. Budget-wise, how much do you think the budget was for this? Oh. I don't know. It would be hefty. Uh, it would be over easily over two hundred mil, right? Like, yeah, even just with the cast, I reckon you would have to pay a huge amount for most of those people. So, yeah. yeah so, the yeah. reported budget is between one eighty five to two hundred million. So, it's yeah. a it's a big budget movie, and it has been delayed quite a bit. So, initially, this was meant to be directed by directed and um, star Ben Affleck. Oh. Mm. Uh, but that was technically a different movie. That was yeah. that's not this movie. That's a yes. different movie this completely. Is a deep cut. This is a deep cut. Because yeah. <laughs> the Ben Affleck cut of this movie would have been like Deathstroke. It would have been Yeah, like, so following yeah. on from Justice League, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And that would have been really cool because he was in a pretty cool place as a Batman, like where he was like weathered and the Dark Knight Returns kind of vibe. Yeah. And he was kind of getting pulled back into it because of the that was one that they were going to do where Deathstroke was trying to hunt Batman. Is that right? Yeah. 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 And yeah. finds out he's Bruce Wayne and like. Yeah. You know, yeah. But it seems like maybe Ben Affleck just had enough of yeah. people mm. kept asking me about Batman and nothing yeah, else. Yeah, that's right. He did go to rehab yeah. like pretty yeah. soon after that yeah. as well. So, so I think yeah. after that, he was still going to be in it and Matt Reeves is directing it, but then he just opted out of even acting in it. 
Yeah. And then they completely made it a, a separate movie, and it was just Matt Matt Reeves' vision, essentially. Yeah. So Matt Reeves was going to direct that Deathstroke movie initially? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Ben yeah. Affleck is an amazing writer yeah. as well. And so he was going to write, act, and direct. And then I think because when Matt Reeves took over, he initially planned to maybe direct Ben Affleck's script. Yeah. And it was like, you know, all these people scared about Arkham, Deathstroke's on the hunt, and all this kind of like cool stuff. And then since Ben Affleck you know, went through the rehab stuff and was taking care of himself. He opted out. And then I think it was just like a great choice for Matt Reeves to go, you know what, let's just start fresh. Yeah. And um, also WB probably with all the results with Justice League and everything like that, they're like, let's just bin this and do something yeah. totally different. Although I don't know, it's it's making a bit of a resurgence now with Zack Snyder's yeah. Justice League and people want that back. Yeah. That never went away, though. There wasn't a point where people didn't want Zack Snyder to direct anything. So. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. His fandom is insane. Well, this is a divergence, but at the Oscars, they're doing a category for most popular movie where you go on Twitter and you can vote for the movie that you think should win. It's a new category that they put through. Cool. Oh, really? Uh, so, like yeah. a people's choice type. It's like a people cho- yeah, people's okay. choice. A different thing is lots of people hate that, but essentially- <laughs> For the movie to count, it has to have come out in cinemas, uh, which Zack Snyder's Justice League didn't. But apparently, if if you could count Zack Snyder's Justice League, it is miles ahead of everything else because yeah, of Zack Snyder's right. fandom. I yeah. saw uh, Spider-Man No Way Home trending on that. Apparently, um, Cinderella is winning. No. What? No yes. No. <laughs> apparently, Cinderella. Yeah. That's no got to be a joke, though, because that's- yeah. A really bad movie. I think it's because <laughs> Camila Cabello has fans, I reckon. Wow. So maybe they're, yeah, yeah. That's all I had in terms of background. So mm. box office wise, so far, I think first two days it's done 57 million. This is in the US. So they're saying for the weekend it's going to do about 100 to 150 million, wow. which is decent. Yeah. Uh, it's not like record breaking or anything, but it's decent. Yeah. Yeah. Post COVID era, that's it's good. That's yeah, good yeah. numbers. That's like a. I think they're all measuring these numbers based on like ability to stay in the cinemas. You know, the resurgence of cinema. That's like a really good sign yes. that people still yeah. want to keep going and they really appreciate the format. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I wonder what the drop off will be like on this though, because I have a feeling No Way Home had a decent like one month period where it's it very just steady. Yeah. yeah, dominated. But I think this would have a drop off after a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, I think actually that's actually probably the more true sign of a success because like all the marketing leads to the first weekend. Yeah. And then the second week when you have that drop off number, that's when the word of mouth spreads. And if it's good or not, we'll determine if people keep coming back. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. Because all the diehard fans go on the first week anyway. They're going to yeah. see it no matter what. Even yeah. if it's shit, they'll still see it. Yeah. It's really after yeah. that. Yeah. Which yeah. is where Spider-Man No Way Home did extremely well because yeah. it yeah. just kept raking in numbers. Uh, and cinema score wise, uh, we don't talk about this that much, but it got an A minus, yeah. which is good. Uh, but I mean, it's good. It's 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 not bad or anything. It's 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 kind of what people expected. So yeah, yeah. yeah. A minus uh, sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, not B yet. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um, yeah. What is this Rotten Tomatoes at the moment? Because I know it started at ninety. It started not at one ninety one or something. Yeah, yeah. Low I think it's 90s. in the eighties now. Yeah, High eighties yeah. last yeah. time I checked. Yeah. yeah. Let me double check. Which uh, is actually like there's quite usually a bit of a drop. 85 percent that's pretty good that's yeah good. yeah i think they consider anything over 80 like a really good critical success again rotten tomatoes has flaws everyone's just you can give it a 2.5 out of 5 or like you know a 3 out of 5 and it's still a positive thumbs up yeah you know so it's like 
Yeah, that's I right. I find the more reviews go on, Roger, like at the very start, if it's a good movie, it tends to be quite high. But the more reviews go on it, it generally always drops. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a numbers thing. Yeah, it's just a numbers thing. Yeah. 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 Wonder Woman 1984 was a huge anomaly because it started out like really well. It was like high 90s, but then it ended in the 60s. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. yeah. So, it- Kind of really dropped off that and, one. And recently, Rotten Tomatoes actually opened up their reviewership to more people. So, like, YouTube review- reviewers, like, TikTok reviewers, they can all do reviews on Rotten Tomatoes now. Yeah. So, the p- pool is so much bigger than it used to be. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is another interesting thing about, like, whether reviewers and, like, how much weight we give that in terms of, like, whether a movie is successful. Because I'm not exactly sure, but maybe you guys know, like, is there a formal review school that you go to or critiquing, like, skill thing you go to? Because otherwise, what's the difference between someone that maybe has studied a little bit about film versus the average moviegoer, you know, like, mm. and then now we're like, you know, movies sink or float based on Rotten Tomatoes a lot of times these days. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and advertising and post- Launch marketing for movies is a lot based on, you know, look at the Rotten Tomato score. It's in the 90s. You should go see this movie. And it's like maybe, wait, how can we trust reviewers are actually in our interests, you know? Mm. Um, especially when it comes to IP properties like Batman or yeah. like Cinderella or any anything, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure what because there there's are. No, there's no, you don't need a degree or anything to yeah. go on to Rotten Tomatoes and review. Because there are yeah. YouTubers that are on Rotten Tomatoes now and they're not. They're not like uh, formally qualified or anything, so yeah. they just they just watch movies like us. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but look, I, I think it's like so good for the equity, right? Like, I'm yeah. all about you know as many people getting involved as possible. But I'm not sure if there's like purists out there that think it's diluting the pool or yeah, know, yeah. But uh, the more opinions, the better. Sometimes, like you can just I think get so. a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a wider spread. Yeah. All right. We can talk about sequels and stuff maybe a bit later. So I've got a bit of information on that. And there's a spin-off series and stuff in the works. A couple of spin-off series. Comic book origins. So when do you think Batman and Bruce Wayne first debuted in comics? Would have been Deep back. cut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's Early a- 1900s, right? Like 1940s? I'm thinking post-World War One, pre-World War Two. Yeah, so 1920-something? A bit later. So it's uh, 1939. Yeah, yeah. March of 1939 in Detective Comics issue number 27. Also, really interesting story on how Batman was first created. I don't know if you guys know the story. If I say who made Batman, what's the first name that comes to your mind? Uh, Bob Kane. Bob Kane, yeah. yeah. I know but I know who it is, but... Yeah. But it's not... Well, it's, uh, it's him, Yeah, but it's, it's actually really Bill Finger that actually drew uh. the character... Created every the backstory, did everything else. Then Bob Kane just put his name, name on, on it. it. Right. Yeah. Right. So right. even uh, in Wikipedia, it says created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. But I think there was a documentary that came out a couple of years ago, and they kind of outlined that Bill Finger kind of did most of the work. The heavy lifting, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notable abilities. So this is like in the comic books. These are the abilities of Batman. So genius level intellect, expert detective, skilled martial artist, and hand to hand combatant. And utilizes high tech equipment and weapons. So I think we've basically seen, to some extent, all of those in the movies, except for maybe Expert Detective. Like we saw bits and pieces, but I think in this movie, yeah, we see more of that. Riddler. So coming to Riddler. So when do you think he debuted in the comics? It's a tough one. I'm not completely sure, but I'm thinking it's pretty early on. Yeah. Yeah. So he's one of his original villains. Uh, so he start. He first debuted in 1948. Uh, issue number 140 of Detective Fo- Detective Comics. He was created by Bill Finger. Uh, oh. So, Bob Kane is not credited Bob Kane didn't one. sweep in for that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and his abilities, and there's some parallels with Bruce Wayne on this one, so genius-level intellect, criminal mastermind, skilled inventor, engineer, and escape artist, and utilizes complex riddles, puzzles, and lethal contraptions. And we've only seen Riddler in... Uh, so you've been two movies. Two movies, yeah. yeah. Batman 1966. Yes. And then... <laughs> Batman Forever. Batman Jim Forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who plays him in 1966. I'm not sure either, but have yeah. you seen the riddles in that movie? No, they're so they're so bad. They're like it's. He, I think one of them is like something is in the sea or something. Like find it in the sea or something. Yeah, okay. and, and they're like, oh, C, uh, C is uh, the letter C, and C, Catwoman begins with C. Oh, it's like okay. it's like it's the worst. They're like, it's oh, like nursery rhymes, like, yeah. like play school. It's like the worst. Yeah, the he's, worst riddles. He's definitely yeah. in this most recent movie graduated quite a lot. Yes. From uh, yeah. nursery level rhymes. From in Batman Forever, I don't remember if there's that many riddles in it. Batman Forever is probably my least favorite Batman in that era. Yeah, I've seen it the least. I can't really remember that movie. I just I know it was just, very over the top. I think he's just the Joker, isn't he? He's like the Joker, basically. Yeah, he just keeps saying like "riddle me this" as a starting of the sentence, and then he says his own sentence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not a riddle <laughs> it's not after like a that. Riddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, and there's no clues. It's pretty. It's very campy. It's very in your face. Like there's no real mystery. Like yeah. It wasn't great. No, yeah. it wasn't great. <laughs> but in terms of the abilities I just outlined, I think this particular one has basically all of them, uh, and we can get into it uh, when we go, I guess, spoilers. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our non-spoiler review. So if you haven't watched the movie, you can keep listening, and we'll clearly indicate when we're jumping into spoilers. But before we do that, so what is the story high level of this one? So high level? This is Batman year one, essentially, and he's coming up against this villain that is doing some murders and essentially giving Batman some clues around why he's doing the murders. Yeah. Batman's trying to solve the mystery around it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, um, at the end of year one, start of year two, it's not an origin story. Mm. No. He's, he's weathered, you know, he's been on the night, on the prowl, like he seems like he's hunting daily, nightly, you know. And he's in that, like, in other forms of Batman media, he's in that form of, like, he really is just, like, angry and reckless as a form of Batman. Like, he's not as calculated as, like, later, I guess, maybe in the Nolan iteration we've seen. But, yeah, yeah, it's, like, uh, yeah, it's really grounded. Like, it's, like, this version of, like, if there was a serial killer like the Zodiac Killer on the loose, how would someone, like, another vigilante, yeah, Yeah. like, come Mm -hmm. across it and, and work with it, yeah. Pretty interesting premise. Something we haven't seen much in uh, in any Batman movies. So we can jump into positives and negatives. Um, we can start with our with our guest in terms of what what you thought of uh, positives. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I thought it was an amazing detective story in terms of um characters and being true to characters. I think it was really really great in terms of Batman being the world's greatest de- detective and that being something we haven't seen in movies really much at all. In a non, in a like a, I'd say since maybe the last time we saw it was like, you know, he does a bit of it in the first Batman, like he's trying to investigate or find out what's happening or like in some of the animated stuff. But really, we haven't seen him since. Like, I feel like there's been a whole era of like Netflix docos of serial killers and like, you know, detective work and all of this stuff. Mm. But even since then, like modern media version of detective, we saw him and I really liked that. And I also really liked, yeah, I really liked Catwoman. 
Catwoman was Selena Kyle is like a very morally ambiguous kind of like uh, stray character that is usually affiliated with Batman and also the villains. But I think she was awesome, and I really did like Riddler. Like I really liked him. I guess like the thing with Riddler for me is. You can't erase Jim Carrey in your mind, you know. You guys, I'm not sure if we've probably played the Arkham games and stuff like that. So there's a lot of like, and you know, those guys are really, they're really like to the core authentic about, you know, from the animated series and then linking back to the comics and kind of like, you know, all these like comic runs following through. And Riddler from the animated series was elusive and I thought pretty cool because he leaves clues everywhere and he's never really a main villain. But it's cool that they took that concept of like, you know, psychologically antagonizing Batman mm. versus he's not like Riddler's not Bane. You know, he's not. He's not a physical threat. Yeah, he's not yeah. Deathstroke. He's not this guy that's going to give Batman physically a run for his money or break his back. But he's the type that's going to. You know, he says it in the movie, which we'll get into later. But he says like, you know, his his basic vibe is that he's going to psychologically and intellectually antagonize him, and that's how he gets the superiority. And I think Paul Dano did an amazing job at that because he's like he's this kind of like i don't know paul Dano gets a rub for being a villain all the time and it's like weird you know he's in prisoners and he's in like there will be blood but he's like this guy that's like super he's not creepy but he plays those roles he's got really a weird well. vibe yeah, yeah yeah he's a yeah. really sweet guy in like interviews yeah. and stuff but when he's on the camera he just transforms into this person that's just like wearing these big like you know you know, he's wearing the Zodi- like the Zodiac mask and he's running around and he's breathing heavy and he's just kind of just like pressuring Batman to kind of perform, which it seems like in this movie, which I thought another thing I liked was like, it's the first time it's- we've seen him face like a real threat. Like, you know, it's like he's just been dealing with daytime, like, or like, you know, you know night after night, just like regular just villains. Thugs, yeah. yeah, street thugs and stuff. Yeah. And now it's like an actual serial killer. Although... From some of the pre, when we go to the spoilers, I'll let you know. Yeah. But from there's a prequel book for the Batman, and there's a deleted scene in the Batman that Matt Reeves filmed, and apparently he has come up against some other threats, uh, which I can okay. I can go through. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think there's there's probably going to be it, it, we can get into this. I think mm-hmm. when the spoiler stuff starts, but yeah. um, yeah, and like I, I guess like other little bits. Uh, yeah, Gordon was a standout. I think in terms of characterization as a whole. It was really just well true to comics and like true to the characters, and you can't not mention the Batmobile, right? That was like mm-hmm. insane when he, yeah, when that comes onto the onto the scene. It's um, yeah, it's a great sequence. Yes, yeah. Any positives from you? So similar. When I'm thinking about Batman, there's three things I well, it's probably four things I think about first. Batman suit. Think this suit was great for what it was like in this universe. It's very grounded universe. It's a bit different to what the uh, the Nolan one is in terms of, like, the mobility and the stuff he can do with it. But I thought it really worked well for the universe. Batmobile, which I thought was – it's actually my favourite Batmobile now, now that I saw it. When I saw the trailer, I'm like, this just looks like a car. Yeah. <laughs> but in the movie – It essentially the, is, but yeah. yeah. In the movie, the way they use it, it is yeah. much better than that. Alfred, which was – he was very good in this, but – I think other Alfreds are better, but he, he wasn't bad at all. And then villains. And I think in terms of everything done in this movie, like Rev said, it's the most true to comics Batman we've ever gotten from a whole standpoint, whether it be the villains, the Batman, the the suit, the, the car, the Batcave, everything was more accurate to what the comics were than any previous iteration, which 
which is why I think it it is elevated to what it could have been. If it wasn't as true to the comics in some of those aspects, it might have not been as good as it could have been. But because they did all those things so well, that's what makes it so good, essentially. I agree with all of that. So, yeah. com- it is the most comic book accurate depiction of Batman that we've got so far in uh, theatrically released films, at least. I thought Riddler was, was great. I think Paul Dano, he looks, like you said, he looks like seemingly innocent. Like when you look at him, you're like, oh, what could this guy do? But then when you watch him on screen, he's actually quite menacing in his own way. Colin Farrell was was brilliant as well. Uh, mm. If you didn't know he was Colin Farrell, you probably wouldn't have even guessed it. That's how the good makeup, the makeup is was. great. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and his performance as well. Like you couldn't even tell that it was him. Like his voice is different. Everything's different. This is a very damaged Bruce Wayne. I thought we couldn't get any more damaged <laughs> than Ben Affleck, but I think this one is probably a bit worse uh, in terms of you know where he is at this point in his life. Like I said, Gordon was was brilliant as well. Visually, it was very impressive. So it is even more grounded than the Nolan universe. So it's even more gritty and it's basically all in the dark. I think there's hardly any scenes that are during the daytime and anyone that you know uses cameras knows that it's very hard to shoot in the dark. So they've done a very good job with this movie because it looks outstanding. Like visually, yeah, There's no point in the movie where you're like, I can't see what's happening. Yeah. There's... there's- even though everyone's wearing black for most of it and it's shown in the dark, <laughs> yeah. you still see everything super clearly. Yeah, yes. it's very clear. Yeah. 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 Even action scenes, you yeah. know, with moving stuff. Like, yeah. I think that's we've basically covered all, all of my positives. I thought the city of Gotham was, uh, it's different to oh, the other. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the yeah. best Gotham city, like true to Gotham city we've oh, gotten as well. Yeah, by yeah. a long shot, I reckon. Yeah. It's yeah. just like a character, right? Like, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. The Nolan universe Gotham city in the Batman Begins is relatively good. Yes. But then afterwards, it just becomes New York yeah. or, or Chicago yeah. or something like that. I think it yeah. was, yeah, it was yeah. Chicago. In this one, I'm pretty sure it's closer to, it was actually in between Edinburgh and somewhere else. They shot some yeah. of it in Edinburgh. Okay. In London yeah. and- Yeah. And, uh, and probably New York because there were some shots of bridges and stuff. But yeah, it was between- So, in the Joker, we get like the worst of the worst. Probably but yeah. the Joker <laughs> is just New York in the 80s though. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is yeah. I, I think, is based on what the vibe Gotham is going for. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and I think Metropolis in terms of DC stuff is also- New York, but, but it's, it's like, like a, New it's like York. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a daytime upstate kind of like nice New York. Nice but this New is the York, grungy, yeah. you know, seventies like yeah. Joker esque New York. Yeah. So I don't think it's quite as bad as what the Gotham they depict in the Joker is, because uh, that's yeah, that's kind of the worst of the worst. But it's closer to that than the Nolan one was, and even the Nolan one was was not that great in, in Batman Begins. But it progressively gets better as that series goes on. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I had in terms of. Positives. I can start with some negatives, and this is just not really even negatives. It could just be my personal opinion because some people might actually think this is good. So it was three hours long, and I think it didn't have to be three hours long. Like there were some parts that could have been cut, uh, and it could have been paced a bit better. The way they structure the story is um, they spend about 20 minutes setting up the mystery, and then you spend the next two hours sort of solving that mystery. But then there's this part at the end where you feel like the tension's sort of been released a little bit, but that something else happens. Like there's there's set up for other things and, you know, there, there's a bit of a lengthy sequence, which was good, but pacing-wise you kind of feel like you don't end on a crescendo. It kind of 
crescendos early and then some stuff happens afterwards, uh, which I thought could have been could have been better, but it was still was still okay. This movie definitely pushed the PG thirteen rating <laughs> as far as they could. I in um, it, in yeah, the UK, sure. it did get the PG thirteen. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, it got the fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, based on the film, events in this film, like, yep. there's <laughs> lots of murder. Yeah, yeah, serial killer. And I think initially yeah. this was meant to be. Uh, I think they were looking at maybe having an R rating. For it could one. have definitely be R. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah, if you add a couple more scenes of this, this is yeah. R rated. Yeah. Or even just show the impact of what actually happened. Yeah, in yeah. this movie, like yeah. they get away with it pretty sneakily. They just cut away to yeah, yeah, yeah. For when things start to get violent. There is something about that, like with the official guidelines, like you have to have only like you know this much bloodshed or no knife piercing skin or any kind of like contact, where then it changes the rating. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think Spielberg helped make that M15 like middle ground. Yes. You know, where you can have one or two. But I think they basically ticked all the boxes until they could yeah. get to the, um, yeah. <laughs> just get that PG 13 rating. Someone was saying if this wasn't like a big studio production, because apparently every time you resubmit, you have to pay or something. Uh, so you need to be able to afford to keep resubmitting and try to get it down to that PG 13. So because it was Warner Bros., they could do it. But if it was like, some small studio, it would have just been like they would have just gone, ah, yeah, um, they wouldn't have worried about it. Some other clear negatives for me. So, obviously, it is inspired by David Finch's works like Seven and Zodiac. I think for me, when you remove the novelty that it is a Batman movie, a Batman de- detective movie, if you remove the Batman aspect of it, I think the mystery is just good. It's not like an amazing mystery, kind of towards the end, it kind of teeters off. Uh, once they start solving. They get to some sort of solution, and after that, it wasn't really that big of a revelation. So it pales in comparison to like you, you can't compare it to those uh, David Fincher movies in terms of like the the investigation. But you know, it's still good. One sort of nitpicky thing, and this could be due to the PG thirteen rating, but Batman does like he does sustain a bit of damage throughout the movie, but you never see him actually visibly get injured that much like he's fine most of the movie like he's running into you see in the trailer like he's running into gunshots and stuff like people are shooting him and he's basically just walking into them obviously his suit must be you know super durable but um they don't really explain it that much so that's just a, a small nitpicky thing apart from that car sequence there wasn't any real huge action standout um sequences that that i could think of so it's more of a don't go into it expecting an action movie I, I think it's more of a murder mystery detective movie where you're trying to solve the mystery along with batman it's not an action movie so i think people just have to set their expectations don't expect like a you should never expect a dark knight because that's <laughs> never going to happen again uh, but don't expect that type of movie uh, any negatives from you guys yeah i think i'd have to agree with you on the runtime for sure you know part of me is like kudos matt reeves like you went for it and this is, you know, if this was not Batman as an IP, this would be such a great indie movie, mm. you know, and you could do whatever you want. And so, technically, he's applied that, I think, philosophy to a big budget movie and gone for it, right? And, like, story, like, I, I, you know, I think what makes a good movie is, like, what makes, uh, like, people that have a really, really great story and then great characters and everything ties together. But, like, the runtime, I still think, not for the sake of it being boring, I think I, I found most of it pretty interesting, but yeah. I think that 
you know, there's a thing that the Russos used to talk about where, um, which is all I could keep thinking about when I was watching the movie. They talk about how, like, you know, in Infinity War and Endgame, they, like, because they came from TV, they had to fit it to the 30-minute time. So, they got really, they talk about how they got really skilled at cutting the frames, even the individual frames of, like, movies to kind of make it flow better and find that rhythm, kind of like a bit of poetry or whatever. And so, they would fit it according to time. And in this movie, because of that concept and, like, how they describe some scenes, which is no point, like, I won't get into it, but, like, I just couldn't help myself thinking, man, Matt Reeves, like, you're a legend at this, but surely there's this, like, you know, this bit here that didn't need to be this long. Yeah. Like, right? Like, in terms of commitment to the story, right? Like, you have yeah. you have Riddler doing something, you have Batman doing something, or you have Selena Kyle's introduction, or you have something, right? But how much more bang for your buck could you get, right, in terms of effectiveness and still not compromise on the story? And you could have still done something. You know yeah. what I mean? The, like, you know, if you strip it back, I don't think it's fully deconstructed. I think there's still some fluff in there, which adds to maybe 15 to 20 minutes, which I would I, cut I would down. I so. Yeah. yeah. And it's two hours, 55 minutes, right, in terms of, like, the runtime. And it's like, you could easily get it two and a half hours and still make it a fantastic movie. So, yeah, I'd have to agree with you on the runtime. And, you know, I, like, the stuff that's in there in terms of what I would cut, we could save the spoilery bit. Yeah, I think the other thing I was thinking was there's a lot of great stuff that kind of covers the negatives. But like, so I'm I, like, you know, I, I find that I like this movie because I'm not looking for the negatives. You know, I'm not like instantly coming to mind. But one of the things I could think about is like, in terms of the mystery itself, which is also spoilery, like the mystery itself doesn't pack as much of a revelationary punch. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it is very subtle. It's very film noir. It's like very like, you know, you have to really be paying attention mm. to some of the tricks. And like, I watched it the second time, right? And so, when I watched it the second time, there was still there was things that I definitely did not pick up the first time that we can get into maybe, but I realized that really enhanced my viewing the second time. And okay. I was like, man, that's a Riddler clue that I had no idea about mm. that in terms of the way that he thought Batman had to think about it that like now. So, there's just some things that if you watch it once, which most, you know, audience members will, you're just not going to get like, you know, like Zodiac and... Um, seven. Yeah, Seven are great, great David Fincher movies, right? And like David Fincher's this classic slow burn mystery kind of like realist kind of director, right? And so... He doesn't necessarily pack that punch either all the time, which is works in his favor because he doesn't have the expectation. Well, if you've seen Zodiac at the end, there is no punch. There is. No (laughs) one knows who the Zodiac killer is and you never get any closure from it, but it's still a great movie. Yeah. And the mystery is still amazing. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, with the thing with that is no one's expecting the Zodiac's identity to be revealed. Yeah. Because in real life, no one knows. Yeah. So, like, that works in David Finch's favor and he can just say I'm being as real as I want to be. Yeah. Because it's the truest to the form. But sometimes I feel like with Batman um, or any kind of, like, I guess, like, big budget mainstream movie, you kind of have to have- It would be good if there was a better reveal at the end. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, something that's, like, there was some really big ones in there, but there was, you know, if they scattered that throughout, not asking for, like, a constant twisty kind of movie, but just something a little bit more, like, slightly jarring or shocking, you know, that changes his behavior- because a lot they, of times, they almost yeah. went down that route. I thought they were going to do it, yeah. but they didn't. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And, yeah. And, and, and there were so many opportunities, I feel like, with the Riddler for having, like, a profound impact on him, like, twist-wise, for him to, like, you know, how cool it, like, I, I just thought it would be cool sometimes in the comics or, like, in the Arkham games where he has a riddle and it changes Batman. Like, it changes him. He's like, oh, damn, I can't do that now. You know, he has to go. It makes him think. 
and you could argue that happened here, but I just think maybe a little bit more emphasis. Mm. Uh, and I don't know if that's a directing yeah. thing or a writing thing. It could be a mixture of everything. I think I, I have to agree with you. I think the it's probably the story that was written just didn't pack as much of a punch as it could have. It's still very good, and the yeah. mystery is like unraveled throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Just right at the end when you get the reveal, you just wish the mystery was a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe that's like yeah. runtime thing too. If it was more yeah. tightly packed. Yeah, it might have been okay. Yeah. 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 It, the yeah. Con- the potential was completely there. And it did hit like 85, 90% of it for me too. Mm. But, you know, if we're nitpicking, like. Yeah. It, yeah. That, it's a very nitpicky thing. And it's kind of yeah. like, oh, I wish it was this. Yeah. And I know we, every nerd does this. They go into the movie <laughs> and they put their own their own expectations on what the story should be and what should happen, which sometimes leads to you being disappointed because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's never going to be exactly what you wanted. They can't do that. Yeah, and, yeah. Or, but- and if it is exactly what you want, you're like, oh, they did surprise me. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the thing with to- uh, toxic fandom, right? Like, yeah. I think Star Wars has experienced it forever. Like, you just cannot please anyone. Yeah. And yeah. Um, sometimes you just have to have the trust. Like, you know, as like moviegoers, we probably all went in going, hey, Matt Reeves, like, we trust you. War of the Planet's Apes was a masterpiece. All the pl- last two Planet, uh, Planet of the Apes movies were masterpieces. You do your thing. You're writing and directing it. Let's just see what you've got. You know, yeah. you got all these p- cool pieces in place. Um, so yeah, it's a home run. But you know, we're nitpicking. One other thing I didn't mention is I think it does help to have prior knowledge of Batman and Batman characters. Yeah, because in this they kind of just go into it. So it is an origin story, which is actually one of my positives. There's no origin story in this. <laughs> we don't need to see that again. Yeah. But there is assumed knowledge of some characters. And, you know, they kind of just talk about these mob bosses like you already know them. But mm. if you don't, if, you, if you're just going to this fresh, you're like, who's that? Yeah, uh, why specifically. Is he such big, why is he such a big deal? Yeah, yeah, specifically Penguin. They refer to him as Oz for most of the movie. Yeah. So if you don't know that Oswald Cobblepot is Penguin, then you will be pretty confused. Yeah. And also, what's his name? Falcone yeah. is like kind of just mentioned to begin with. And if you don't know who he is, yeah. you kind of will be confused for most of it. Yes. Yeah. And also, um, Maroney. There's yes. Maroney yes. and Falcone. And, yeah. like, Maroney is not actually seen. I try to find out if there was cast as anyone. He's not in he's it. He's not. No. He's just, like, on a TV screen briefly. Yeah. and he's, he's in jail for this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and like, yeah. typically, like, if you start mentioning Maroney quite often, which they do in this movie, with Falcone... As a casual moviegoer, that's really easy to mix up. Like, yeah. you know, you're yeah. not going to know what that means. And, um, yeah, you really need to know the deep lore there. Anything else? No, not not really. The, like, some of my stuff's pretty nitpicky. And, like, we could go through it in spoilers. But for the most part, I thoroughly enjoyed it and do recommend it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I give it. So, our rating is cognitive recalibration or regression. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is good or bad. Yeah. So, we give it a recalibration. So, yeah, we give it a yeah. thumbs up, essentially. Yeah. Definitely worth a watch. I think it's worth a watch in the cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was telling um uh, a mate of mine coming out, like, uh, out of a 10 score, and I was giving it, like, a maybe eight and a half, you know, like, because yeah. I can't see it, like, you know, some, like, Dark Knight for me is, like, I, we shouldn't be comparing, right? But, like, Dark Knight for me is, like, a nine out of 10. And mm. this is not far behind. You know, it's like yeah. a, it's a pretty, pretty close 8.5. I think it's like, very comparable to The Dark Knight in terms of how good it is. Yeah. There are some narrative similarities as well, which we can talk about in in spoilers. I just thought that the way they sort of end the movie, the way it's structured is a little bit like The Dark Knight as well. Um, yeah, yeah. But I thought the way they ended it was kind of like Batman Begins. <laughs> oh, just one particular part, actually. It's not... Not in terms oh, of yeah, yeah, I think but I know what you mean. There's yeah. a part in the Batman Begins at the end 
and the same exact thing happens at the end of this. So it looks like we've got a lot to talk about in sports, but we'll quickly yeah. do a um, a ranking of where this stands for us. So we'll do a top five because there's a lot of Batman movies. Our top five in terms of uh, Batman. I, I did tell you live action, but yeah. we, we'll say theatrically released okay. Batman. Yeah. Okay. So you can include um, any animated movies that okay. were theatrically released. Okay. The only one I could think of was The Mask of Phantasm. So. Oh, boy. And okay. what a one that is. Yeah. That is- Lego Batman? Oh, Lego oh, Batman yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I really like that movie. It's actually, yeah. no, it's <laughs> actually a lie. good, fun movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, uh, it's yeah. the whole, it's a Batman, like, family thing we've never seen. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, I really liked it. So, who wants to go first? I could go. So, I think Dark Knight does edge this out just, but it is just, and that could change with further viewing, I reckon. And then this one. And then I would have to go Batman Begins Okay. after that. And even though I don't like this movie that much, it still probably is the fourth best one, The Dark Knight Rises. After that, it's tough. Could be any number of ones. Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I first watched Batman and Robin, I forced I forced our family to go watch that. <laughs> like, no one wanted to watch that except me. I actually really enjoyed it. Well, I was like six years old, but I, I thought it was the greatest movie ever. Yeah, yeah. Batman 1989. No, I hate that movie, actually. I'm not a huge fan. And I hate Batman Returns as well. I don't like that movie. Not a Tim Burton guy. (laughs) No. Okay. Yeah. Um, Some people are, like, very... Like, they love those movies so much. Like, the 1989. Look, Batman 1989 is a bad... Yeah. But I will stand by that Batman Returns is a terrible movie. <laughs> it's it's not good. Even Michelle Pfeiffer didn't say it for you. Nah, uh, nah. nah. The the weird Danny DeVito penguin is yeah, just- Yeah, the penguin yeah. is yeah, yeah, too yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. Strange. Yeah. yeah. But there's, there's a huge fan base for those movies. That's why the Flash movie coming up later this year has yeah. a lot yeah. of hype. Yeah. yeah. Look, yeah. I'm looking forward to that still. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's just go with that for the top four. Let me think about the fifth one. Okay. Yeah, after your one, you guys do yours. Do you want to go next? I can go next. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I'd have Rises at five, The Dark Knight Rises. At four, I would probably have Lego Batman. Like you said, I, I actually really like that movie. That's probably one of the best Jokers as well in that movie. Joker is hilarious yeah. in that movie. <laughs> Zach Galvanakis. Yeah. yeah. At number three, I would actually have this movie, The Batman. I personally really, really love... Batman Begins. So Batman Begins is my number two, and The Dark Knight is just a masterpiece. So we can't not have that at number one. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, this is interesting. Like, so I, yeah, like I think I think for me number one is definitely still The Dark Knight. It's it's it right. Like, um, and I think that the only reason why it edges this Batman out actually is because if I think about The Dark Knight, there's nothing that I wouldn't. I I can't, I can't deconstruct that movie anymore. There's nothing I would take out. You know, I couldn't I couldn't cut it down anymore. But I think, with this movie, I can. Yeah. yeah, I think with the Dark Knight as well. If you just if you just go Heath Ledger, you oh. just can't. Like Heath Ledger just elevates it too much. Yeah, yeah. and you just got to put it at number one yeah. just yeah. for him. Yeah. Essentially, and even um, yeah. Aaron Eckhart, like they don't talk about him much. because yeah. Heath Ledger was just so good, but yeah. even he was amazing in that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it did well to have to balance two villains, right? In the Dark Knight, like like spider-man movies always mess this up yeah. they have yeah. way too many villains that don't know how to like create a hierarchy but i think yeah dark knight's number one yeah I, a batman this batman is number two for sure and i think it like is very close to dark knight because it's like you know like <clears throat> the dark knight didn't actually i think do gotham that much justice 
and it didn't do the detective side of it that much justice or the hand-to-hand stuff yeah. with Nolan's movies are not yeah. my favorite. Well, I was I was discussing this with him after the movie and I said the hand-to-hand combat in all the Nolan movies is terrible. Garbage. Yeah, yeah it's so bad. bad. Yeah, Very yeah, yeah. slow and very, yeah. like, choreographed, essentially. Yeah, and it's ha- like he could easily take one at a time, you know, like yes. he's only fighting one yeah. person at a time. And he does, like, a really slow, like, disarm and yeah. then like a punch each time yeah i i, I don't think it's good at all it but gets i think a- the so the hand-to-hand combat isn't i agree with that it's not yeah. that good in non in the non movies but yeah. the action spectacle is better in the non movies yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. they didn't really go for that in this movie no yeah, yeah. there's not really other than the car scene there's not really an action spe- oh I guess you could say the end part's a bit of an action spectacle, but yeah. but there's nothing yeah. like the the truck flipping scene in yeah that yeah. one the Dark Knight yeah. or oh, the man. um the f- the, the plane scene the plane in scene Dark in yeah. Rises yeah. Yeah. yeah there's nothing like that like yeah. I just think of different scenes of the Dark Knight and I can't think of it being any specific city you know it's not, it doesn't feel like it's not that memorable like I could easily put that scene with the truck. In ten different American cities, yeah, you know, or yeah. any CBD in the world, really, and that's yes. why it's yeah. not personified. Like, There's no defining feature of that Gotham. Like, yeah, what is it? It's yeah, just, it's yeah. a grey mush, you yeah. know. Um, and also, I didn't mention this before, but the Dark Knight, terrible Batcave, worst Batcave out of yeah, any of okay. the Batcaves. Yeah, well, it's, it's just a Wayne Manor's like blown up, right? And yeah. then like underneath the yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this Batcave was. We'll get into that later, yeah. maybe. But um, yeah. So the Batman number two, Dark Knight one, the Batman number two. I would say, I actually don't rate Dark Knight Rises that much. Like, I, I don't think, rate it either. Actually, yeah. 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 Like, look, Tom Hardy's awesome. Like, he's amazing in that. But I just think that's got a lot of fluff too. Um, and the story is very flawed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely his worst one, <laughs> but. It's still probably better than most of Batman movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tough act to follow Dark Knight, right? Like yeah. that's yeah. impossible. I actually think. Mask of the Phantasm is number I, I three. I actually really like that as yeah. well. I'm yeah. tossing up between Mask of Phantasm and Lego Batman for that fifth spot because yeah. they're both quite good. Yeah. 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 They're very true. Like yeah. my uh, like, there's a trend, I guess, in my list is like whatever's the truest to the comics and uh, animation. Because yeah. I, I, and like, you know, ultimate in terms of media overall, I think the animated series itself is like bar none. The oh, best definitely Batman. the best Batman iteration ever made. Batman. Yeah. Kevin Conroy, yeah. right? Like, yeah. and that's what makes Mask of Phantasm because he's the voice. And Mark Hamill is Mark Joker. Hamill's Joker. Oh yeah. man, yeah. yeah. So I think that's three. Uh, I actually don't think I'm going to add any more. Like, I might leave it <laughs> yeah. at top three. Like, you know, the rest um, are all whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just feels like so. We got, uh, look, uh, okay, four would be Batman Begins because I think Liam Neeson. As like Ra's al Ghul is like a perfect casting, and I, I I didn't like it as much like looking back at it because of yeah I thought it was maybe a bit too realistic at the time like I just didn't think it was like yeah suitable to Gotham and you know mm. it, it really really did his no kill rule really well yes. the gadgets and the League of Shadows and like Ra's al Ghul all that stuff was sick yeah. and I think that it's got a lot of year one kind of like links to it as well but it's just like it's it's a bit too mid 2000s reality you know and to be honest the action is very shaky cam in batman begins as it well is. Yeah. 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 yeah 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 i do no. like the cinematography in in all of his movies but begins was nice when they go to like that tibet setting yeah it was beautiful uh, yeah um, it was very nice and the back cave the whole origin story is done really well in batman begins like batman begins came and out of soundtrack time. oh is, yeah is amazing Hans yeah. Zimmer, right you yeah. can't you like i think we forget like but, but begins came out of time when the last movie was 
Batman like, and Batman, Robin. Yeah, Batman and yeah. Robin. So it's yeah. like yeah. he had a big rethinking to do and he did it well. But yeah, yeah I'll leave it a 4 too. That movie came out in 2005. Yeah, wow. Well, so, yeah. And so it ages pretty well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing though, like all these practical effect movies, you look back at some of the CGI now, even from like a few years ago, and you're just like, oh man. It's terrible. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. You can see the outline and yeah. the lighting's off and yeah, but Batman Begins is a classic practical effect. That's why you go back to Jurassic Park and it still looks amazing. Yeah. But you go back to a movie in 2006 and it looks terrible. Yeah, even like, some of the Marvel movies, like recent Marvel movies, some of the explosions in Captain America, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> there's this yeah, one- Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I love Infinity War, but there's this one scene I just- It always, like, it's burned into the back of my head and I can't get over it. Over it. It's the part when Iron Man first suits up in Infinity War and the CGI when the, the head thing comes oh, down is yeah. just- one of the worst CGI. It's so yeah, bad. It's very bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yep. um, and they had a budget, right? They had a, the biggest yeah, budget. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyways, I I was trying to not bring up any Marvel stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this, this All right, I think we can jump into spoilers. So, uh, this is the point in the episode where if you haven't seen the Batman, you go watch it and then come back and listen to our spoilers. All right, spoilers. So we're gonna beep. Beat for beat, I guess. Well, we'll talk about the... Yeah, we don't have to go like through every... Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Single detail, but um, I did like the beginning. So it starts with Riddler essentially spying on his first victim, right? 
I like the scene after this where they have a sort of a, a lengthy sequence where they introduce Gotham. Yeah. And uh, Rob Batman's Pattinson's giving the narration. That narrating. was yeah. very sick. It's yeah. very noir. Like, yeah. that's what it reminded me of. And it's like, he's like writing a diary. Essentially, it's like a diary entry that he's writing in. Yeah. Very cool. And it ends in his introduction as Batman. And yeah. he absolutely beats the crap out of these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it yeah. was it was amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of things from that. Like, Riddler's entry, when he's like, you know, the mayor's walking around and then he moves and then he's just standing there. Yeah. It was like yeah. the most tone-setting entry I've ever seen. Like, in terms of, like, psychological horror, like, it does a slight horror view. Like, we haven't really yeah. gotten horror in Batman. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense because he's such a scary, like his mm. fear is a big component of his theme. So that was one thing. And the second thing was like, I really, really liked how it was based on Halloween. Mm. Like it started on like, because there's a comic run, like the long Halloween. Yes. Um, and it starts like, you know, and, and he is not a freak on that night because everyone's dressing up, mm. you know, and but, yeah. you know, everyone can get away with stuff and... Yeah, so, talking was... about The Long Halloween, a lot of people thought this movie would be a direct ad- adaptation of The Long Halloween. Yeah, right. I actually read it beforehand to kind of get a gist of it. It's not it's not an adaptation of no, it. No, yeah. But the only similar thing is it does start on Halloween, like yeah, 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 The yeah, Long yeah. Halloween does as well. Yeah. I think they're doing an animated movie. They've, oh, they done did one. They did. Yeah. They've done it. And yeah. they've got a part two or something, right? Yes. Like, yeah. That, I, I, yeah there's I actually two. There's The Long Halloween and then there's a sequel comic to that as well. So, they're doing- Both. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. in The Long Halloween, as like I saw this like YouTube video of this guy. Like It's kind of like an audio book, but he just kind of describes the- he the plays plot. all the roles in the. In I the, think I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a good like. And they show the panels summary. of the. Is that comic story? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, comic yeah, story. Yeah, comic story. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like you know, in that there's so many links to this movie. It's like deeply influenced by it. But there's yeah. like you know Falcone and Maroni are both in this, and Selena Kyle. Like spoiler, we're in heavy spoiler, right? So yes. yeah. Selena Kyle being Falcone's daughter is great. It's so good. Like mm. it's like you know that's a deep cut. But yeah, no, I loved it. I love this movie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the sound design of Batman was so he's not as big as other Batman Batman that we've seen. So I think Ben Affleck Batman was probably bigger. Yeah. But the sound design makes him sound like he's massive. Like yeah. when you hear him walking in the uh, like in his introduction scene, you see him you don't see him yet, but you hear him in the darkness. It was like, who is this guy? This guy sounds like he's, you know, 200 kilograms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's he coming from? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's yeah. very intimidating, which you, like, in previous Batman, you don't see it interact with the general public as much, but he does interact with people in this. And, like, he just stares down people and just looks directly <laughs> at them. Yeah. And you can just see them, like, like really you get scared by him. Yeah. It's very intimidating. He's very yeah. uncomfortable as exactly. a presence. And, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think Robert Pattinson is really underrated, right, as an actor. But, like, I was hearing some of the stuff he was doing to get ready for this. And he was just, like, you know, he was reading a journal, writing a journal, and he was just, like, you know, every night he's going out, you know, that every every fight he's getting into is personal. It's like someone said something personally to him, and that's how he's approaching every interaction with everyone. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, you can really feel that, I think. It comes across quite transparently in this movie. Because yes. he's really just, like... And someone else, like, the other thing he was saying that he actually got from one of the forums that he was reading about his character is like someone was like, you know, Batman goes out every night because he wants to make sure that he, like, you know, the night his parents died, he couldn't do anything. Um, But by going out and fighting every night, it's like he's keeping his parents alive. Mm. He's trying to, 
you know, mm. more people he beats down that night. Yeah, it feels like he's succeeded, or like yeah. you know, he's he's his parents are not going to die. You yeah, know, like you know, it's, it's kind, kind of, of kind reliving of, that night. Yeah, but in a yeah. different, like a multiverse kind of situation where yeah. he's able to do something about it. Yeah, um, that's right. But yeah. obviously, that's really not. And healthy. you see that parallel in this movie a little bit with the first guy that dies. He has a son, and he kind of parallels himself to that son essentially. And there's, yeah. he's like. Yeah, kind he stares of stares him down a couple of times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, <I> was like, <laughs> um, but yeah, because like also in this movie, Thomas Wayne was running for mayor, right? Yeah, and so this is the mayor's son or like the current mayor's son. So it's like a lot mm. of parallel. Mm. I was thinking, I I said to a mate, I was like, oh mate, maybe this guy turns into Robin or something. You know, yeah, I the think they, they might set up. What was that. his last name? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't Drake or Grayson no. or anything like no, that. So a, yeah. it wasn't a known Robin. Um, yeah. and yeah. I, one of my friends, would probably want to hear this because he was telling me about this. Um, the guy that's like half painted that's in the start scene. Yeah. Yep. He's actually he plays Robin in another version of I think on the show or somewhere else currently, um, but they hired the same guy to play this role. Oh, okay. So he plays Robin in like an animated show or something. No, like I think actually live action, but oh, I don't okay. know where. Yeah, um, yep. But he was saying that they they suspiciously or not like intentionally like hired the exact same actor to play this role at the start of the movie. Hmm. Um, and he's like the guy that Batman lets off, right? Yeah, he's yeah. Getting, yep. yeah. Um, but yeah, what an opening, right? And like all of the the bat signal from multiple criminals' perspectives looking up, like. He could yep. be anywhere, right? He could be. That was the coolest scene where it's like every all the criminals look up, and then it's like three different criminals, yep. and they look into the shadows. But Batman isn't there, but they all run away. Yeah. But the third set, they look into the shadows, and he walks he out. Walks yeah. out. Yeah. The coolest <laughs> entry, like yeah. That immediately hooked me in. That yeah. was best entry to any Batman movie I've ever yeah. seen. And he's yeah. like, you know, um, you hear the yeah, like you were saying with the footsteps on the train, you know, on top of the station, and he's like, you don't know where he is, like. But, yeah, also, we haven't talked about this yet, but lots and lots of con- controversy around Robert Pattinson being cast, but did he deliver or did he deliver? I, I strongly believe he's the best Batman. Yeah. I didn't think he was great as Bruce Wayne yeah. just because he was really depressed and, <laughs> like... Yeah, he, and then, yeah, he also yeah. wasn't Bruce Wayne for that much in this movie. Yeah, Most we didn't get much of it. Batman. To yeah. be honest, I thought it'd be the reverse. I thought it'd be a really good Bruce Wayne, but not good Batman. Yeah. But he killed it as Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like a Heath Ledger situation, situation, right? Like, no one thought he was going to do that well. Or even yeah. Ben Affleck. I think no yeah. one thought Ben Affleck was going to be a good And cast. Christian Bale as well. Yeah. And yeah. Michael Keenan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone. Except for George Clooney. People <laughs> yeah, thought George Clooney would, would be good. Be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 One one thing I would say about that initial sequence where he is introduced and he takes down all the guys and the guy he is saving, he doesn't say thank you. He's like, "Don't hurt me." Yeah. So this Batman, he isn't seen as a hero. He's seen as someone who just punishes criminals. Mm. Yeah. But um, you do see that arc. And so yeah. Well, yeah. They're basically yeah. setting him up because he says he's he's vengeance. That's how he introduces himself. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Um, also, amazing line that is going to be quoted for years now. Years <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you know how people kept saying I'm Batman after the Dark Knight and yeah. Batman yeah. begins? Yeah. It's going to be I'm vengeance, vengeance. now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but then, yeah, his arc in this movie is essentially letting go of that, so he doesn't yep. want to be essentially fueled by vengeance anymore. He's, yeah. It was a really yeah. great arc. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's interesting because, like, maybe we take for granted that Batman's always, like, dark, but he's always hopeful, you yeah. know? But he actually isn't at the start of this movie. At, yeah, he's very unhopeful. He's just out there to try and 
It, you almost think he like enjoys going out there just beating people up. And, yeah, yeah. Just I, like if it kills him, he'll be like, "Yeah, I'm happy. It, yeah, I want to get killed." Yeah, that's, yeah. and that's kind of what yeah. Alfred kind of alludes to in the next couple of scenes. You know, yes, and he's kind of right, just yeah. like, "Hey, you know, um, like you can't keep doing this. It's gonna break you." And yes. he's like, "I want it to break me. Like, yeah. you know, this is what I." I'm and his relationship for. with Alfred, and this is very different to other relationships with, that we've seen yeah. between. Bruce yeah. Wayne and Alfred, because he's kind of like... He's a dick to him to begin with. Yeah. At yeah. The very, yeah. At the very start, he's an absolute dick to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, and, like, I think it was clear that he's not, like, the classic Alfred father figure, you know? No, yeah. Like, and, and Michael Caine, who's a legend, was clearly a dad to Christian Bale. Mm. But in this one, it I don't know, maybe you guys got that hint. Like, he got the hint, I got the hint that he was maybe the one who taught him how to fight. And stuff yeah, like that does say, and it that seemed like he was he did yeah. he does say it, and yeah. it seemed like it was more of like a disciplinarian and like trying to keep him in line more than where Michael Caine was like nurturing and, and more, loving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's this 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 but Alfred is a little less. Uh, why do we fall, Bruce? But a little bit more like kicking him down, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> get and then up. telling him yeah. to get up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you get up. <laughs> you can see how he turned out that way. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But he does say he taught him how to fight at yeah. one point. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but think I read. Yeah, sorry. I was gonna say you see that arc come back again, and they do like build on their relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. is like mutual yeah. respect there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt a bit like I don't know if this is a good comparison, but you know that movie Creed. Yeah, you know uh, Rocky being like classic Rocky, right? And mm. uh, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Creed, but yeah, he gets cancer and he has to go through chemo and. You know, they end up being stronger after they have a fight over the cancer thing. It felt like that a little bit here, where the Alfred is quite tough, and Batman is this like up and coming, you know, like very talented, very like you know, like a high energy kind of like disciple, kind of trying to outdo you know what's been done before. And then after that, once like Alfred gets like injured later in the movie with the bomb, they get to mend things. And he gives him some more clear information about how he can, like, it's like a, you know, classic uh, Master Splinter kind of like, mm. you know, yep. Miyagi kind of like move. I feel like that conversation could have, like, I'm, I'm not sure if it might have come up earlier, like, about his parents. Because obviously Alfred knew something yeah. about what happened to his parents, but yeah. looks like he never actually discussed it with, I think, with Bruce. I think the thing is, with the way that Bruce is in this movie... Maybe if he did tell him that he would have just gone out and killed him. Is yeah. the worry? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's but why. I, yeah, I think I think they were also like not sure exactly, like you know, of yeah, what exactly. I think he happened. does say um, he can't say for sure, but it's, yeah, yeah, because he's like, I wish yeah. I knew for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then because it's clear that even he would have done something about it. Yeah, that's, that's right. what I got from yeah. my vibe. But by the end of the movie, with all the puzzle pieces that come together, it's kind of like, yeah, it was him. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool that also this Alfred is really integral to the plot. Like, he's solving the Riddler puzzle while yeah. Bruce is asleep or, like, recovering. I yeah. liked it how they, like, did a downplay Alfred's abilities. Like, yeah, he's smart as well. He was in the army. And yeah, 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 yeah. He, like, knows how to fight. He knows how to solve riddles and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Obviously, Batman's the one that figures most of it out in the end yeah. but Alfred is still a valuable asset yeah yeah for sure yeah. little touches where he gave him his cuff links and yes. you know yeah. things like that um, and it seems like you know yeah he's the classic trying to pull him into balance you know like you need to also be Bruce Wayne yeah. you have like but he's definitely not really Bruce Wayne at all like I feel like he's just Batman the entire time yeah um, which also what I'm really glad for because I think in other movies we never see enough actual Batman 
Yeah. We obviously- It's a Batman heavy movie. Yeah. It's, I think if you count the amount of time he's Batman and the amount of time he's Bruce Wayne, it's probably like a 90-10. Yeah. 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 I would say so. And yeah. even in that 10, he's like basically Batman without the suit. Like exactly. He's just like acting yeah. like Batman. Yeah. 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 This is- the version of Batman and Bruce Wayne, where if you look at Bruce Wayne, you'd never imagine that he's Batman. Yeah. Like the other ones, you could kind of see, like, oh, this guy could be Batman. In this case, like, you only see him in a couple of scenes, but he goes to a funeral, and in that, he basically doesn't say anything. Um, yeah. And he goes up to Falcone, and, like, you know, they tell him to... He's, like, the Prince of Gotham, and they tell him to go away. And then the person running for mayor, she comes up to him, and she basically just, like... Tells him he's not doing anything. Yeah, um, I love that. I think scene. everyone, everyone <laughs> yeah. just thinks he's like a recluse. And yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. that's what Falcone says, right? Yeah. Um, this is the only. It brings out the only other recluse guy in Gotham. Yeah, like you know, I love that scene with Bella Real where she's like, you know, uh, my office has been trying to reach you, but. Yeah, um, so you're they say you're unavailable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you're not doing enough for the city. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's one of the trailers that cuts that that speech. Into like scenes of him in the Batmobile, like yeah. trying to hunt down Penguin, um, and yeah, so maybe it's like you know the next one or whatever he'll become more of the billionaire playboy. Well, yeah. that's my favorite type of Bruce Wayne, yeah, where too. he's a billionaire playboy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I hope for. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I can see Robert Pattinson playing that role, but in this movie, he's really depressed. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like this Bruce Wayne. I don't know, unless he goes through a transformation somehow. It was definitely yeah. emo. Like, Very yeah. emo. Like My Chemical Romance kind of Bruce Wayne. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. like early, mid-2000s. Like. I don't think he smiles like once in this movie. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, Does he smile at all? <laughs> don't I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's not one smile. Does he? And does he ever say he's Batman? No, it says no. I'm Vengeance. Vengeance. Yeah. He never Vengeance. says Batman either. Yeah. But they do refer to him as Batman because they show papers and stuff and it's got- And the Riddler Batman. addresses him as Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, with the- With the letters. Yeah, yeah. With the letters, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe this is a bit more of a plot-heavy question, but do you guys remember exactly why the Riddler chose Batman for this? Like, because, you know, like, oh, and here's another- Okay, maybe this is the bigger question here. Do you think that Riddler knows Batman is Bruce Wayne? No, he doesn't. Because in in the end scene, Batman goes to see the Riddler, and essentially they're at his house and they're like decoding some messages. And then Batman comes to the realization he's like, "Oh, he knows who I am." So then he goes to see him, and then Riddler goes on this huge rant about Bruce Wayne. Yep, and you see that they have a bit of a backstory. This is also in the prequel book. Mm. So the Riddler was an orphan, and then. The the Waynes were doing a huge donation to the orphanage that the Riddler was at, and the Riddler went to the same school as Bruce Wayne, and he was always envious of Bruce Wayne because yeah, okay. when he became an orphan, everyone's like, oh, the poor kid, uh, he's an orphan. Uh, and he goes through this in the movie, like, he's an yeah. orphan, but- and he, he doesn't have his parents, but he had all this money. Yeah, And yeah. he's like, nah, to be an orphan is like to live on the streets and, and have, have no nothing. resources, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, he's always been envious of Bruce Wayne, so he wanted to kill Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But he sees Batman as this kind of someone that's at the bottom of the barrel as well. So, like, no privilege. I think in the end, this movie is about class, a lot of it. Yeah, it's about, yeah. like, the high class taking advantage of the low class. Yeah. And he sees Batman as one of the low class. So he's, he fighting, wanted, he's fighting for the low class. He's fighting yeah, for the yeah. low So he yeah. wanted to work with Batman. To, to uncover take, the truth. To take down the high class, gotcha. essentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does say that a lot. You're right. I think he yeah. does say 
thinking about it more, he's just saying, like, you know, let's do this together, yeah. you know, to Batman quite a bit. But in that scene, I thought he actually did know. Yeah, I thought so yeah. too yeah. because I, he's I, like Bruce Wayne and I thought he was like being jokingly trying to like antagonize yeah. him, saying that he knows but he doesn't, you know, yeah. like yeah. or leave it ambiguous. Like, But uh, I, I think he doesn't figure it out in the end and Bruce, like Batman realizes it. He's like, Oh, he doesn't know, but then he's like, but we can watch it together. He's like, oh, what? There's more? Yeah, yeah. 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 He says like, you know, we were so close or something like that, right? Or, um, And then, yeah, it's cool to see Batman's face react to that and be like, oh, okay. And he starts moving in. That that scene, by the way, with him in in Arkham. By the way, I'm so glad they're using Arkham Asylum properly. Yeah. And second of all, like, yeah, Riddler in that scene is the first time we see him without his mask properly, Mm. right? That scene is so cool because he's like, Riddler, like, gives me... This is the stuff we were talking about earlier, but he's... In terms of the spoilery stuff, he looks like... He looks like Paul Dano in Prisoners, right? He looks like this guy who's got glasses, big, big glasses, and he talks his... Like, the way he's in the character sounds like Jim Carrey, but isn't Jim Carrey. And it's yeah. creepy and real because he's, like, yelling things, but he's also, like, you know, he, like, starts... He's still a, menacing. He's yeah. menacing, yeah. And he's, the way he says words is, like, he says, like, a vowel, right? And he goes, ah... And then he, like, uses it into the sentence. Yeah. Like, just something about the way he characterized that is, like, you know, in it sounds a lot like the uh, voiceover in the Arkham games. He's, yeah. he's not just this quiet, deep-breathing, like, serial killer behind a camera. He's actually got, like, a bit of personality. Uh, and he's a bit loud. And, like, you know, he, he's not just this quiet, you know, Zodiac killer. And I think that was a really cool active choice by the Riddler to take because he's quite, like, he's quite egotistical. Like, the Riddler wants to win. Like, he wants to beat him. He's got a and bit of And he wants to be the smartest man in the in room. The room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love the line when he yeah. says to Batman, like, oh, you're really not as smart as I thought you were. Like, yeah. That is like the whole of Riddler, like. Right? But the like, joke's on him because he doesn't figure out that he's Bruce yeah, Wayne. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and it has parallels with. I don't know if this is just general Riddler mythology, but like he seems to have a fascination with Batman a little bit. And the Jim Carrey one, he's like like the biggest fanboy of Batman, right? He loves Batman, and that's the reason he like gets into uh, riddles and all that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. By the way, with riddles, they were great. Like, mm. I, the, like in terms of seeing mainstream riddles happen on a big screen like that, <clears throat> it's very cool as a shared audience experience yeah. to see everyone try to figure out what where it's going to go, you know, or like what the riddle means. So, this is the thing I was going to say earlier that I figured out in my second viewing. But there is one scene where, you know, when they capture the amazing, the most amazing like penguin Batmobile scene. Right, and like Penguin fully transforms Con Farrell and he's like, you know, vengeance and he's like chasing him. And the Batmobile, when that Batmobile turns on, the whole shit like theater rumbles. Yeah. Um, and that, that was, was the sound design on that Batmobile was oh, out of this world. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You, you just can't watch that on demand at home. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. you just cannot. But then he chases him, right? A great Batmobile scene, like practical and all that stuff. You know, when they're getting the clue off him and they think that because Penguin is a rat, like because um, El Ratalada, I think. Yeah, is the, the, the rat with wings. The rat with wings, yeah. yeah. And it's cool because it could be Falcon, it could be Batman, it could be a bat or it could be Penguin. And they get it off him. Uh, you guys might have actually picked this up, but I didn't on the first viewing. But you know when they go, he goes, oh, El Ratalada instead of La Ratalada? So, he goes, who taught you Spanish? Like, it's Female, like, male. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, I was just like, oh, what's the big deal? Why are they even bringing that up when I was watching it? But then when they go into the next clue, it's URL for the website. 
you know, they go to the next like thing. I didn't realize that URL Ratalada is like the reason w- why it's w- L, w. not La. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's uh, L Ratalada. So it's like, oh, so then he goes into the chat like, and gets him to the next thing. Yes. On the first viewing, I was just like, oh, okay. He just gave him a clue, but I didn't really get it. You know, like yep. it's a lot of big moving parts. But this is, I'm sure if you watch it another time, there'll be more and more. There's probably more. deeper, yeah. yeah. There's real deep cake, yeah. What what I will say is though, this movie made me realize how bad I am at riddles because I solved none of these. I'm yeah, like, same, uh, I like I yeah, I would not be good as Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like that part where just after the funeral sequence where it's Batman and the guy with the- uh, Oh, Gil Coulson. And yes. he's got the yeah. three riddles that yeah. he has to solve. And Batman's yeah. just solving them. He's yeah. just like, it's this, it's yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That, and you know what? That's another scene where, like, it makes sense that Riddler wants to work with him because they're both trying to get the rat out of Gil Coulson. Yeah. And he yeah. won't give it. He, he literally is like, I'd rather die than Damn. you, yeah, know who the rat is. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's just me if if I die here, but it's my whole family if I give up it's the rat. It's everyone. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great. Yeah, those riddles, those riddles are great. Even the thumb drive, like the joke yes. on the thumb drive. Yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. There is some dry humor in this movie. Like, not like laugh out loud funny, but yeah. like, uh, the penguin's actually quite funny in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There are moments of levity. Yeah. Like in, I thought the Nolan movies were quite serious, but looking back, they got way more jokes than this one. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's quite a big it's quite a, you know, classic blockbuster movie, right? Panders for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. This one does not pander yeah. at all. It's really you're in deep or you're not in. Like And Batman's yeah, like he's not a funny character. So no, no, no. he's no, he's very no. serious. So yeah. um you they were just very true to what he is. We can talk about each of the murders that happened. Yeah. So uh, we've already talked about one of them, which was the uh, is the the mayor. The, well, the mayor's the the first the first one. one's the yeah. mayor. Yep. Yeah. The second one's the commissioner of police. Yep. Oh, which yeah. opens the door for Gordon to become the commissioner. Yeah. Yes. Great. Yep. Great deep cut. The third one is the DA. Yes. Which opens up the door for Harvey Dent to become the DA. That's true. Yes. Yeah. And then the fourth one is, well, it's meant to be Bruce Wayne, but it gets Alfred a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But Alfred yeah. doesn't die. So what I was talking about before in the mm. non-spoiler section was you find out Riddler essentially just gets caught. Someone just gives them a clue or something. They're like, oh, he's in a diner. And they just go get yeah, it. They just, yeah. They tip, someone tips them off that they saw him go down the fire escape into the diner. He's just ordering a coffee or something. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, they just catch him, right? Yep. So this felt a little bit like remember the Dark Knight when they do have that truck sequence and then uh, Joker gets caught. It's the same thing because he gets caught on purpose. Pretty so much, that, yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah, very yeah, similar. Yeah. yeah, he gets caught on purpose, and then there's like a whole sequence after that. There's like a Joker has this whole other plan after, that, right? And there's all this action that you said Joker, up. but it's Riddler. I mean, in yeah, Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dark Knight. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be fair, they both do. They both do. Yeah. Uh, and Riddler, obviously, yeah, same thing. Yeah. I just thought the action after that just wasn't that great. Like it was, it was I, okay, but it was. I did yeah. enjoy the part when Batman beats up all those guys that were trying to shoot up the stadium. The other Riddlers, yeah, yeah the yeah, other yeah. Riddlers, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Like yeah. I think the fact that the other Riddlers are there is so. It's such a good modern day story. Like the way the, how he recruits the other Riddlers. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's such a you know. Um, misinformation era like you know you can create a following and stuff and it's pretty scary like it's quite it's realistic like, how many followers does he have like 500, 500 yeah, yeah, yeah 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 
It's it's very realistic. It's like you can see that happening with misinformation these days on the internet. Like, yeah, yeah. You can definitely, definitely just get a cult following and somehow get something like this to happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, like at the um, mayor's funeral, there's signs of the Riddler, Riddler's question mark. People are pro Riddler, you know, yeah. at yeah. the at the mayor, and like that's like a big social media, like with his live streaming thing, because he is really. A, it, you're right. It, this story is really a classism story. It's like all good Batman stories are. But it's like he's talking about, you know, like it's like a Robin Hood thing. He's killing people, but so people don't seem to mind he's killing people because they've done bad things. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's like it's not him for him to decide. But it's like, you know, he's, he's rallying this. He kind uh, of group. does have like ultimately good intentions. Like yeah. What is, the way he's going about it is obviously not right. Mm. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like a kill. Mo- oh, yeah, I won't do a Marvel thing. <laughs> <laughs> kill yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. It's actually quite similar to The Dark Knight when you think about that because that's also a classism story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. there are a lot of parallels. And yeah. even when I first, back in 2008, when I watched The Dark Knight, I thought, I felt that was too long when I watched it in the cinema because I yeah. was like, I thought it should have ended there. Like, that's where it kind of really peaks. Uh, and then it kind of just teeters on. And then it does crescendo at the end again yeah. with, with Harvey The Dent. boat scene's very good in yeah. The Dark Knight. The moral yes. dilemma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Harvey Dent. At the end. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That was... Yeah. yeah. You know the thing with Dark Knight, though? It's not like... Look, I'm gonna, this is going to be a really controversial opinion, but I think that Christian Bale as Batman is not what I think of as Batman. No, it's not It's not an accurate Batman. It's no. a good character for what it is. Yeah. It but it's the not world, Batman. Right? Because yeah. they obviously yeah. weigh the world around it. But I just yeah. think that, like, I don't know, like, the gravelly Batman, he's intellectually there. It's just more... He's doing the grappling hook. He's doing the classic Batman detective stuff. But, you know, he does do some... They do do, they do, do the detective do do, work. Yeah. No, but yeah. anyone could do that. If you had the technology, anyone could do that. It's yeah. The thing in the, this Batman, yeah. I can't do the stuff he does in this. Yeah. Like, I can't solve the riddles and the things that he does. Yeah. But if I had that bullet casing hole thing that he has in that movie, yeah. I could solve the same bullet thing that Batman <laughs> did. I just need the money to do it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I still, to this day, I still don't know how that exactly worked. He's like, he shot some bullets and he figured out where the uh, fingerprint was or something, right? Like, he yeah. shoots bullets yeah. into a wall and then he gets a fingerprint <laughs> yeah. off to figure out, yeah. like, what bullet it is. Yeah. And, you know. Um, anyway, so, like, based on The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight is a much better Joker story than it is The Batman story. Oh, definitely, yeah. And it's it's basically not a Batman movie. Yeah, and that was yeah. my gripe, right? Yeah. Even in The Dark Knight Rises, even though he's the one who's rising, um, and he, he, all of the Nolan movies, as amazing they are, they're never really about Batman. And that's the frustration because Batman's never the main character in his own movie. Except for Batman Begins. Yeah. Which is why I really like Batman Begins because that's like the actual Batman story. Yeah, yeah. Out of the trilogy, yeah. he's The second one's not about him at, at all. At he's, all, he's, yeah. He's hardly even like for parts of the movie, he's not even in it. Like, no, exactly. Yeah. And you can replace – and the reason I feel that way is you can replace Batman with – Superman or any other person for for that example, like you can a regular, regular citizen. You could put Green Arrow. You, you can put, put Green Arrow. Yeah, in. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, poor man's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> He's still pretty rich, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it would be the same. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like it wouldn't be that different, which is a bit. But this yeah. pure yeah. Batman movie, pure, yeah, and he has clear arcs from start to finish, which I thought were well earned arcs as well. How do you feel about the Selena Kyle Batman relationship? Selena Kyle, well, you said it to begin with. Zoe Kravitz is Selena Kyle, one hundred times better than Anne Hathaway is uh, Selena I Kyle. Agree, I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Way more accurate to how she is in the comics as well. Yeah, 
thought the relationship was a bit rushed, but in the end, I was okay with it. Like, the first time they kiss, I'm like, oh, I don't really see it, but yeah. I guess I guess I just web, for, it web more, with it. It was more yeah. her kissing him than, yeah. than yeah. Yeah, kind yeah. of... You went she it. went for it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 She's kind of fascinated with him more than yeah. he is with her, I guess. Yeah. 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 She's like a means to an end for him. and They both have information that the other one needs. That scene where, like, he, you know... Like she's wearing the eyepiece, um, yeah. which I thought was really cool. That was by the really way. good, actually. Yeah, yeah. the eyepiece is awesome. It's like yeah. a detective mode thing. I love it how he at at the start where he goes to the crime scene and he you see him just looking at everything and you're like, what's happening here? Yeah. And then he goes back to the Batcave and he Watches replays it. everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so sick. And you can just see this yeah. guy's like, he's just so into this work. Like he's recording every night. Yeah, and he's rewatching like what he does. Yeah, in the yeah, morning. and writing journals. Yeah, yeah. and like he, in his journal, you briefly see like push myself hard. Harder, yeah, you know? and he's yeah. really like he's in this co- constant grind, like he's hustling and hustling. And I really like that part about him, like where he's just completely consumed by his work. But obviously, like you have to show how it's not healthy and stuff like that. Like, yes, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, like Selena Kyle. I think you know the scene where he first follows her back to her house, right, and her friend is there before she gets taken. That scene goes on for way too long. Like, we don't need to watch how she moves through the house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's dressed yep. as Catwoman. And yeah. Then, yeah. It doesn't add that much. Like, it didn't it add that much. Yeah. yeah. And I agree. I feel like it was a bit rushed now that you say yeah. it. I thought it was rushed as well. And even at the end where they're, you know, they separate. And yeah. for some reason, they're like both kind of like, I can see why she wants him wants him to come with her. Yeah. But I don't see why he would even consider it. Like, why? Yeah. Like, but saying that, this Batman Catwoman um, relationship, it seems like they've spent an eternity together compared to the Dark Knight Rises one, That's where right, they somehow yeah. go away and live together. And she yeah. Like, yeah. she yeah. was barely even Catwoman in that movie. Like she yep. was just someone. Yes, yeah. she was <laughs> Selena or something else. Not even Selena. These guys are way more close to it's the a, Batman you won, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's more fleshed out, and I think they're trying to do a three movie arc with them. So I think eventually that relationship will be. Something we do believe, but just based off this one movie, probably not. Yeah, that's probably yeah. like not a good place to, not a bad place to keep going. Like, yeah. what do you think sequel wise, like in terms of where it goes from here? Yeah, so, uh, well. <laughs> well, they do tease. Yes. They, yeah. they tease this is the-, the thing that I said was similar to Batman Begins. The end of Batman Begins, they tease the Joker. Yeah. And at the yeah. end of this, they tease the Joker. You know what I thought you were talking about with that? There was there was a water issue in Batman Begins as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There also was a water the f- pipe issue. Yeah. There um, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, in terms yeah. of sequels, I like how she dropped, you know, she's going to Bloodhaven, which means like, you know, Nightwing is... It's probably too soon. For, uh, I, I can see them doing a Robin for the next one. Yeah. I, I would love them to do a Robin. Yeah. And it, it would be great if it was Dick Grayson. I, I, want, I want them to wait. You know what I mean? I, I think we need more from this Batman without anyone else. Just like one more movie. You know? I think people do want a Nightwing movie yeah. heavily, but I feel like to do a Nightwing movie effectively, I want to see the Robin backstory first. Yeah. Or you have to do that in conjunction with like do flashbacks from from Nightwing back and forth. Yeah. I think Nightwing movie would be great because yeah. he's basically Batman but funnier. Yeah. It's like Batman, but he's Spider-Man. Yeah, and he's younger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not as broken. and Not as broken, um, yeah. You know what movie I really liked, animated-wise? Um, under the Or like the comic and space office, Under the Red Hood? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. That movie is phenomenal. And it's just like, for those who haven't seen it, like spoiler-wise, like spoiler alert, it's basically just another version of Robin, Jason Todd, who gets yeah. killed by the Joker. 
before Batman could get to him. And I think he gets resurrected or something through the Lazarus pit. And he comes back and he's the killing version of Batman. And it's a really great scene where there's a standoff between Red Hood, Joker, and Batman. And, you know, Joker is hunting... Sorry, Red Hood is hunting Joker, trying to get him to pay for what he did to him. And he thinks that Batman's betrayed him because Batman didn't make it on time to save him from the Joker. And he still won't kill the Joker after all these years, you know? And he's like, how many more people, how many more of your loved ones is it going to take for you to kill this maniac, Mm. you know? And it's like, it really, like, yeah, like, yeah, definitely recommend it. I think Under the Red Hood would be a great adaptation to the movie, but the way I would have to do it is you have to do a movie, first Batman, Robin, at the end of that movie, Jason Todd dies, and then you have to do another movie in between that doesn't have the Red Hood. Yep. And then you do the Red Hood movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon if you do it back to back, it's too soon. It's too soon. People know yeah. what to expect. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I do have some information about intended sequels. So it is meant to be, this movie is meant to be one, the first one in a trilogy. So Pattinson and Reeves expressed interest in introducing Robin and nice. featuring the Court of Owls. Oh, yes. Court of Owls would be amazing. In yep. this universe. Yes. It, it would, would be, work so well. Like they've already got that systemic corruption situation going on like some yep. kind of illuminati based team or like faction with talent yep and they 100 percent. this bruce wayne would 100 percent be initiated into the court of hours yeah, 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 yeah. yeah do you know much about the calendar man yeah so that is the uh he's he's in um the long halloween actually he's a guy that's addicted to dates yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's kind of killing everyone on public holidays like, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, they expressed interest in getting him in as well, yeah. um, and Mister Freeze as well. I would love to see Mr. if Freeze. they did direct adaptation of um, animated series. Yeah, what's what's that episode called? Do you guys uh, remember Heart of Ice? Heart of Ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 would be amazing. He, he's got a really sympathetic backstory, uh, Mister yes, Freeze. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah, I think maybe we were talking about this a while back. Like, who would you cast if you had to have Mister Freeze on? You know, in this current day and age, with Paul Downer being Riddler type. You would have to get someone that's sympathetic and also c- quite menacing when they, when they need to be. Yeah. Which is, well, when we talked about last time, I said Brian Cranston would be a good choice yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, I was in the vein of like, my mindset was like a little bit more Eastern European, you know, or something like, like, you know, North Vladimir European. Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it's kind of already playing that role. <laughs> no, but nowhere near as sympathetic. But um, yeah, no, I think I think someone like you know that guy who plays Tarzan, like Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. like you know you could get him under a suit, but he has played a bit of that vulnerable kind of like not rom com, but like, kind of like that vulnerable emotional side with the Tarzan stuff. And you know he can act. He was in what Godzilla vs Kong or something last. Like, yeah, what yeah. about actually, already likes him? He's you know? in that Big Little Lies TV show, and people seem to really like that. And apparently, he's very good in it. So. Oh, cool! I think I said Mark Strong because he's bold. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess you could get anyone though and make them bold. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't get a bold person. Oh, you can. I guess you get. You just put a wig on them. Yeah. So. Or you yeah. just get Arnold Schwarzenegger back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Strong has been a villain before, right? In um in Shazam? He was yeah, yeah. Dr. Yes. Silvana. He was not bad in that. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. generally pretty good. He's generally all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms of spin-off series, so there's a Go- Gotham City Police Department series that's yeah. been planned. So that's apparently about like Jim Gordon kind of making his way up the ranks <laughs> in a corrupt Gotham PD. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. So I think that's going to be him that transition from him being the detective to him being commissioner by the end of it. And the other one is Penguin. 
oh, yeah, very yeah. keen on that. This one is apparently after the aftermath of this movie. It's Rit Penguin making his way up the ranks of the criminal underworld in Gotham City and eventually becoming like the kingpin of yeah. the criminal underworld. Because in this movie, he's not anywhere near like the gang leader that he is in, you know, later iterations, right? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's very much under Falcone. Yeah. And he's like opening doors for him and he's like, you know, but it would be cool to see him as full blown Oswald, Oswald Cobbot. Um, and I think it will be probably be that transition to that. Yeah. yeah. And I would do anything to see more of Colin Farrell in that role. Yes. Like he's yeah. so good. Uh, liked it a lot. And I don't know if you've got this there, but they did announce another spinoff series that's coming up. Um, I do not. What's it, the other one? A couple of days ago, Matt Reeves said they're going to do an Arkham Asylum series. No way. Okay. Yeah. That would be very cool. Yeah. No further details on it, but that would be sick. Yeah. 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 Uh, you could blow open yeah. the rogues gallery. From yes. There. And all these minor villains that wouldn't make the feature film. You know, yep. you could really enrich this. Matt Reeves, what we didn't, I think we haven't talked about yet, is like he did a really good world building job. Mm. That's how all these spinoffs are like being okay with being accepted, I think. Because mm. if you had a not a great world and Gotham wasn't liked, there's no way you could get away with that. If, like, yeah. if the Gotham was shit, if it was just New York, yeah. then doing a Gotham PD series is just doing CSI. It's like, <laughs> like why do you CSI bother? New York. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. NYPD. It's yeah. like, um, I hate to keep saying this, but like the Dark Knight trilogy, you just can't do spinoffs based on that universe. You know, there's not enough meaty depth there. Like that, like we said, like that city can be any city. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you guys saw, you guys probably did. Like, you know, when um they talk about, like, so uh, Riddler's talking about later in the orphanage and he shows in that video of Thomas Wayne and how like he did this like mistake and whatever. The mistake, Edward Elliott is- and Hush. Yeah. 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 I really want to see Hush. As so, Hush is a comic villain. book storyline. That reporter, he has a son and that son ends up being Hush. And actually, when they put up the picture of the reporter, yeah. it says Hush. Yeah. Mark it's on like it. an yeah. Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And like Hush is like this classic Batman villain that's like, he is obsessed with uh, Bruce Wayne. And they're the family friends back in the day. And, like, he basically gets plastic surgery to look exactly like Bruce Wayne. And he, like, takes over Wayne Enterprises and does, like, he pretends to be Bruce Wayne. And then, yeah, it's, like, a really cool, like, introspective story for Batman to be, like, you know, my family calls well, his other they kind of wronged him. Yeah. And I think he tries to take down Batman, doesn't he? He tries to, because he figures out that Bruce, he, Wayne, is, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's one of the yeah. few that know, right? Yeah. 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 It's cool. Actors, like his yeah. costume's got like this like trench coat, but he's got bandages all over his face, except for his eyes. I don't know. It's a very cool unseen feature film villain. Yeah. Which it's easily you can easily set up here because of the Arkham. Well, they kind of did set it they up. Basically so, did. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it it would make sense that if Edward Elliott, being the news reporter that ousted Thomas Wayne, got killed as a result of ousting him, and if they think that Thomas Wayne did it. It's easy to see how Hush can be born out of that. Yeah. He'll come out of nowhere and be like, hey, your dad. You know, 100%. I'd rather out. 100% rather see that than see the Joker again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we might have to see the Joker. Again. <laughs> yeah. So, there, that one sequence where Riddler is in Arkham Asylum and he's having a conversation with the cellmate next door. Unseen Arkham prisoner is yeah. <laughs> the credit. Yeah. So, that particular definitely role. definitely the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> is, yeah, almost definitely a Joker. And it was played by Barry Kogan. Yeah, so he's yeah. the guy in Eternals that plays um, Druig. Yeah. 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 And you could kind of see the side of his face. Yeah. Uh, Funny, funnily enough, like two months ago, his brother, the actor's brother, 
posted on Twitter. He's like, oh, the secret's finally out. My brother's playing the Joker in the Batman. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and, like, it was all over, like, news media. And everyone's like, nah, it's a hoax because it got taken down almost immediately. It's like, nah, he was joking. And then I watch it in the theaters. I'm like, fuck, that guy just ruined this movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the biggest, arguably the biggest spoiler of this movie. Yeah. Is that scene. I felt like that could have been a post credits scene. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know why it was in the main. It kind of, it's not even really in place where they had it. Yeah. It kind of just happens and then they switch back to Batman. Yeah. So it didn't really have to be where it was. I think it could have been like a mid-credits or a post-credits scene. Yeah. Uh, There was kind of like a post-credit thing. Uh, not it's a just a website. Yeah. The same website that is in the movie. Is, yeah. yeah. And it just says goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. It was a real like middle finger up to the audience. Right. Yeah. Like, because you waited all that time and it's a, you think it's a Marvel movie. The only other thing before I forget, I should say this, um, that I think hints to someone else is there's this one scene in this movie where Batman gets shot by a shotgun and then he's like lying on his back. Catwoman comes and saves him. Oh. And then he gets up. But- Catwoman's getting attacked and he uses this injection and he gets up and he starts beating up the guy. It's like a green vial and it's heavily theorized that that's venom and it's basically oh, the Bane? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And that's why he goes absolutely crazy and he's like beating the shit out of the guy when he yeah, yeah. when he gets up. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool, Link. Yeah. That that scene where he gets up is acted really well. You can just see patterns and just like let loose. He just goes nuts on this guy. At at the time, I didn't realize, but someone mentioned to me afterwards. I'm like, yeah, that's hundred percent venom. Yeah, it's yeah. it's green as well. It's like it's got to be venom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dave Batista as Bane, <laughs> dream casting. He would be perfect as Bane. He's also Latino, right? He's got some Latino yeah. history. Yeah. yeah. Although, do you like the Bane that's just a skinny dude, and then they he puts, he gets the ejection, and then he gets jacked? They like could a do a Robin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they could do a um, Captain America First Avenger situation with him, and just keep Dave Batista. Yeah. And just yeah. like you know CGI a small body on him or something. Yeah. I, I like the Bane that's like already a slightly jacked guy, yeah. but then he gets injected with the venom, and he's like the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my only thing is, like, with Bane, they just did such a good version. Yeah, th- it's know. probably too soon. Yeah, yeah, but it would be very cool. Yeah. Um, it would be good to explore villains other than the ones that have already been in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. I would even be happy with, in that Arkham Asylum TV show, to just have a bit of Bane in it. Yeah. Like, but don't explore him in the main movies. I'd like to see Clayface. Oh, yeah. yeah. The That's thing was, do you think Clayface would work in this universe? Like how it is a little yeah. bit too fantastical. I yeah. feel like this is too grounded, but it would be it would be cool either way. He, yeah, you'd have to. You could use him very well, I think, in terms of you know doubling up for people and yeah, and even he's a very sympathetic character as well. If you've seen the animated series with, I think there's a two episode arc with him, and he's like an actor that's getting old or something, and then he wants to look young, and he uses this makeup and. Has detrimental effects on ah, his cool. on his skin, and then and then he goes from there, and then starts he starts not getting jobs and stuff, so he turns to crime, and um, then he can morph himself into anyone because he's he's Clayface. It's, it's yeah. interesting. He, I remember him in the Arkham City game. Mm. He was awesome in that game. The Rogues Gallery in, for Batman is very deep, yeah. and they seem to always go back to the same characters. So I hope they go into some of the lesser-known characters. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. almost a bit annoyed this Joker scene even happened. Yeah, like, I didn't yeah. need it. Yeah, yeah. not at all. Like, I didn't need it. Yeah, yeah, like, surely you would hint at someone else. Like, yeah. even if you switch that to Freeze, it would be cooler. You know, yeah. I think people yeah. would think it's a completely fresh take. 
There's some, there's something like, you know, the Windows XP wallpaper <laughs> that gives everyone some comfort seeing Joker in a Batman movie. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, you can't get away from it. Like, like Joker is as popular as Batman is, I guess. So, yeah. Like, well, he made a billion dollars. Exactly. Like, on his own, by himself. That, yeah, yeah. With that Bruce Wayne or Bruce Wayne's in it, but not Batman. Yeah. I guess the, the money drive to have Joker in your movie is just so heavily, heavily weighted that it's hard to not put him in there. This is the fourth Joker. Since the Dark Knight, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, it's wow. a lot of Jokers and six Joker overall. And if you think about the amount of Batman movies there's been, where it's actually it's actually seven if you include the Lego Batman, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So if you think about the amount of Batman movies there's been and the amount of Jokers there's been, it's like it's yeah. oversaturated. Last thing, I think the trailers for this were not great we were talking about this because they, yeah. they kind of show all of the good action sequences within the trailers yeah so i think that the car sequence i'd already seen that in the trailer essentially so it wasn't as impactful there was some cool parts that they did show in the trailer but they showed the money shot unfortunately so yeah, yeah. yeah. coming through the fire yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. the upside down that shot was of him. such yeah. a cool shot yeah. in terms of a Striking fear in your enemies kind of Batman vibe. You know what, though? Like, from there, actually, the cinematography was really, really spectacular. Very, yeah. You know, the grappling hook. It's like he's you're, like, on the grappling hook with him, you know. There was one part that they didn't nail, which I told you after the movie. I don't know if you remember this part. It's when he, um, like, base jumps off the building. Yeah. And then they do have like a angle where the camera's on his face. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> yeah, it. Looks so bad. That was yeah. weird. It yeah. looks so bad. Yeah. yeah, it did look good. And he's I like yeah. grimacing or I don't know. It was it was strange. It, it looked odd. It looked really odd. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have actually put the camera behind his ears, you know, and shown his ears. Yeah, that like would have been from, cool. from yeah, behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah as yeah, his yeah. point of view. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's that the face was weird. <laughs> I was like <laughs> That was the only shot where I'm like, this is not great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a great scene, by the way, when he has to exp- uh, escape the JCPD. Yes. Um, and he punches Also, Gordon. that's, yeah. that's going to be a meme forever where that there's going to be gifted so much, that scene where he punches Gordon in the face. That was such a good punch. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, he's like, you should have pulled your punch. It's yeah. like, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic. That's probably the closest we got to a joke in that yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. I think Gordon has a couple of like chuckle type lines. Like, yeah. uh, they're going into. Uh, they're going into a room or something, and he's like, and Batman's like, no guns. It's like that's for you, bad, because Gordon's just a normal guy. Like he needs, yeah, he yeah, needs a gun. That's like, all he's got. Like, if someone <laughs> yeah. attacks him, he's got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jeffrey Wright's great, isn't he? He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a guy. Yeah, like he's never missed. I don't think yeah. he's ever missed. Nah, yeah. but you know what's interesting? Like no one complained about Gordon being recast or. Any uh, actually, other cast, really. I like- saw this TikTok online. There's, there's some bad people in this world. Yeah, yeah. But I saw this. The guy that I saw the TikTok of was, like, critiquing this guy's take. But this guy essentially is like, there's not enough white people in this movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, no <laughs> oh, No, he said there's not enough white people in this movie that are good. Uh- he's like, the only white people that are good are Batman. And he's like, the other good characters are, like, Gordon and he's black. It's just, like, yeah, sometimes it's, like, it's yeah. just, like, the race thing is really difficult. And I think this is a whole other conversation. But mm. it's, like, it, I don't think that the good and bad has anything to do with the race. I think it's got something more to do with the character and how good the character is, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And and really, like, yeah, like, like Jim Gordon being Jeffrey Wright is a superstar casting. 
And yeah. he nails it. He nailed the character. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. the best person to play it and he nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Selena Kyle was the best person to be played by Zoe Kravitz. Mm. She nailed it, you know? Also, Selena Kyle, um, the walk, she absolutely nailed the walk. She nailed her walk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The catwalk. The yeah, catwalk. Yeah. 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 There's um, still people that think Michelle Fife is better, but. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of nostalgia. Yeah, I know. There's that. a lot of nostalgia yeah. with that movie. I guess if I you just go- don't see that. Rose tinted glasses, right? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I don't see that movie in the same way because I watched it later. But yeah. if you grow up watching something and you love it, and it's like you read the comics and it comes out and it's live action, and you're like, oh, this is what it is. And then you grow up and you're like, yeah, that was the best one. I saw yeah. it when I was 12 and it was the best, best movie you've, I've ever seen. So. Yeah, it's like the Tobey Maguire vibe, you know? Yeah. Like he's yeah. got some massive nostalgia. But, you know, with back with the other topic, like I think. Like in terms of casting, it's really just about like, like the char- being true to the character, right? And like sometimes you can take take risks with interpretation, but it happens in multiple franchises. But I think it's actually a really good thing that's progressive and can really push the boundary of what this character could mean if you don't change too much. Like if you don't change it outside of what people think the character is, you know, mm-hmm. too much. Like you're like, look, we're still being true to the story. We're being true to the character. We're doing what's best for the story, and then it makes complete sense. I think yeah. it's when people try to force or sometimes like try to take it out of when it's out of context or like, you know, it's, it's jarring. That's yeah. when it's an issue. Um, you shouldn't with- like force diversity as well. Like yeah. you shouldn't yeah. do it just for the sake of it. Yeah. Like you just got to get the right person for the character. So, so it doesn't matter what they are. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes it's necessary though. Like because there's not enough like uh, storytelling diversity in terms of like representation and I think that can be really important but it's just you know especially in the superhero medium like lots of people say oh why why are you changing this white character to a person of color yeah why did you change a person of color character to a white character then yeah but the problem with that thinking is there is a million white characters throughout comic books yeah and a majority of the heroes and villains in most comic books, are white, but then you have, like, a fair few characters that are people of colour. Yeah. So, if you change one of the fair few that you have already to a white character, then it's taking one of the characters that they have off the table. One of the few. (laughs) One of the few. Yeah. But if you change one of the million white characters to a person of colour, you've still got another half a million to to fall back on. So... Yeah, for sure. If the character is... If they nail it in terms of what the character is meant to be and the actor is great, then there's no reason to not go for it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's like, if you think about the origin of these, like this story, kind of wrap this topic up. It's like, you have, when there were, when the Detective Comics was written, it was 1939, right? And everything after that until the 1970s in our history has really been dictated by the times around it, right? And it's like representation was a dictation of its time. And now we are really like strongly, hopefully changing the tide in the right direction, mm. but it's just going to take some transitioning towards the right thing. Black Panther is one of my top five movies of all time. Not just for what it does cinematically, but like what it does for culture. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, it's like the bigger question about whether movie makers have like a responsibility to change the culture. And I think that they don't actually have the responsibility, but I think that the best movies do. I don't know. This is this is the, like, Jim Gordon was amazing. Jeffrey Wright was a hero. And I think 99% of the people around the world would absolutely love his representation from it. Yeah. yeah. And I actually yeah. wouldn't cast anyone else now, except for maybe Matt Reeves, because he looks like Jim Gordon. And he <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did like Gary Oldman, though. In, oh, yeah. In the Dude, Matt Reeves looks yeah. a lot like um, Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. the story around his mo right now is that, like, he uh, is, like, helping set up the, go- the Gotham, the police, like, TV spinoff. 
yeah. right? The, and, and everyone in the show has bows. Has bow. so, yeah. and, and he was like, you know, I went through lockdown. I shaved my head and did that, that thing like everyone. And then I was like, it's a great time to grow a mo because no one's going to be around. And then he just kept it because he's like, yeah. oh, I got everyone else to do it. So I'm going to do it. Solidarity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like um, um, Suicide Squad where David Ayer had a goatee in that movie. And if you watch that movie, there's a lot of people in that movie that have goatees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the yeah. director's getting in the trenches. Yeah. Right? Like. All right. Anything else? No, nah, I think think pretty much covered it. Good movie. Great movie. Yeah. So we definitely recommend it. Kind of made me want to watch it again talking about it, to be honest. Yeah. 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 yeah there's a lot more in it than <laughs> I initially intended to discuss. So, yeah. Maybe yeah. I will watch it again as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's obviously a long movie. Yeah. Um, but is definitely I feel like one that you have to watch in cinemas. Like definitely. Yeah. Yeah. At least yeah. once. All right. So if people go, want to get in touch with us and tell us how they felt about the Batman, how they go about it. So we're on uh, cognitive recalibration on all platforms, or you can email us at cognitive recalibration podcast at gmail.com if you want to support the podcast you can do so via giving us a review on itunes or spotify that makes us more discoverable on search engines so if you search the batman review along with the five hundred thousand other people that are doing <laughs> batman uh, batman reviews you might see us near the top nice cool and thanks rev for coming on Bring Thanks. your enthusiasm for the Batman, and we'll definitely get get you back on if you're, of sure. course, if you're interested. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. It's been uh, I, I normally do this without a mic, so like, <laughs> we'll just be doing it, just talking to anyone that wants to hear it. So yeah. Uh, yeah. it's really cool when you have other people that care about it or like are interested in talking about it to this level as well. So it's, yeah. it's funny because I've got so much like knowledge and like stuff I know about comic book movies and stuff. But in day-to-day life, I feel really <laughs> awkward telling people about it because it's it's borderline crazy how much I know yeah, about yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, where do I have the space mentally to keep all that? Yeah. But it's there. It's uh, an avenue for you to outlet. release all of that. Yeah. yeah. And it's yep. so impractical to bring it up with anyone else. Like, You're like, oh, Batman like, drives a car like that. And like, okay, I'm just trying to park my car. Like, yeah. like, you, know, you don't want to bring that up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been awesome. No worries. Welcome. No worries. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely get you back on at some stage. You can pick the movie. And oh, there's uh, plenty more great yeah. ones coming this year. Yeah. I think. Yes. Um, and maybe um, we can look at like a non-comic uh, book property. <laughs> That'd be yeah. yeah. There's some good stuff coming out this year that's a non-comic book. So yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can. For yeah. sure. For sure. All right. So thanks everyone for listening. So it's been another longish episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you're all staying safe. And we'll see you in the next one. I won't say what it is because it's probably Ghostbusters Afterlife, but it might not be. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Right. <laughs> see you later, guys. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.